Hi, I'm Michael Cashew. And I'm Adi Cashew, and you're listening to The WAG Podcast. This podcast is about health, wellness, and personal development. Each episode is a short conversation between Adi and I on a single topic with actionable steps. We cover everything from food, mindset, fitness, and relationships. We started WAG because of the way health and fitness changed our lives, so we hope to share a tool or two that helps you along your way. Hey, just a quick message before we get the show started. We're reopening registration for our coach certification on October 7th. If you're someone that's had his or her life changed through nutrition and you're ready to give back, then this could be a great program for you. If you just want to learn and gain knowledge for yourself, this could be a great program for you. And whether you want to start a side hustle, a full-on business in nutrition coaching, or you just want to add this skill set to what you're already doing in your career, this is a phenomenal program. It's a six-phase course that ranges from the fundamentals and basics of nutrition science. We go into teaching you about setting and changing macronutrient profiles, creating custom nutrition plans for people. We teach you the art and psychology of coaching, and we give you a ton of practical applications doing sample check-ins. The best part of the program is that you will be paired with a digital mentor, which is one of our top coaches that will give you feedback throughout the entire course. Registration opens on October 7th. And if you're interested, go to workingagainstgravity.com forward slash coach hyphen certification, or just go to workingagainstgravity.com and click the become a coach button. And if you're on the fence, if you've been on the fence for a while, I highly recommend you sign up at this launch because this is the last time that we will have this price uh, in January when we reopen, it will be significantly more expensive. So if you're interested, check it out, workingagainstgravity.com forward slash coach hyphen certification. Hey, Michael. Hi. Welcome back. We're here. I am 36 weeks pregnant yesterday. And this is going to be our final podcast pre-baby about pregnancy. We, If you haven't listened to them already, we did one, we did one like announcing that we were pregnant, right? And talking about what we our mindset before pregnancy, what we did to prepare, getting pregnant, that type of thing. And then we did one at, I think, six months pregnant uh, to talk about how it's going so far, resources, tips, strategies, and uh, some things in our relationship as well. And then now we're doing a final one, which means the baby's coming any day. Are you excited? I cannot be more excited. (laughs) The biggest question that I've been getting as... We've been going through this uh, pregnancy. Is that like how have how has things been easier for you? So just to give some context, uh, at this point, um, the most discomfort I've probably had in pregnancy is like a three or a four out of ten at certain points, and most of that was either like a physical physical discomfort, like pelvic pain, or Um, I had some levels of nausea, but definitely not anything crazy. And some people are asking if I have any reasons as to why that is the case or um, any um, helpful strategies. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we're also going to talk about how we're preparing for getting him out of me. You know, labor and delivery, it's a big thing, lots to tackle there. Um, And that's what we're going to talk about. So to start, Michael, let's talk a little bit about how your expectations were like going into 
pregnancy, like what you thought it was going to be like. Mm -hmm. I guess my expectations were that you would be puking constantly. You would be um, very hormonal and just having a really awful time. In the past, at times when you were not feeling well, either physically or emotionally, you would have a tendency to take it out of me. And I expected a lot of that. And I expected mm-hmm. it to be extremely challenging. I also expected you to want me to be around all the time, not to be hanging out with my friends, and just to, for us to just kind of be home all the time. And none of that could have been further from the truth. Like you just said, you've had a physically pretty relatively easy pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, You've also just had such an incredible attitude, and we're going to talk a lot about that today. And then you've also really encouraged me to spend time with my friends and to spend time with myself, partly knowing that when I do that, I show up better in our relationship. And then also um, you've had this great, I think, great perspective of like, just because you can't do certain things not allowing me to do them doesn't make you any happier. It doesn't like benefit you in any way. So you're not, I think some some people do that. Some women end up doing that. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit about the relationship piece at the end um, of this section. Um, but I have similar expectations. My expectations were pregnancy is super hard and it's really difficult and your body changes so much. And physically you go through all these changes. Hormonally you go through all these changes and I know previous to pregnancy, whenever my menstrual cycle would be coming up in the month, I would get really emotional. And I was, my mood, especially ever since getting off of hormonal birth control, has been dramatically changing when my period started to come, meaning I would get mad about the stupidest things and genuinely angry. We were in Barcelona one time and I got mad about a workout. Like the the gym just had a stupid workout. It it was a stupid workout and I just got mad about it. And that was not the usual for me. And I thought, oh my gosh, the hormonal changes are going to be so much crazier in pregnancy. I'm just going to be so, you know, up and down all the time. I totally had these expectations of it just being so uncomfortable and so hard. I had a number of friends who, you know, they were five or six months pregnant and they were talking about being so ready for him to come out or the baby to come out. And they still had three months to go. So I'm like, oh no, that's like not what I want. But I also think that it kind of put this mindset into my head of, I don't want to be that way. And what is it, how could I set it up so that it's as likely as possible that it won't be that way for me? So that's what I think we can talk about. Let's talk all about how how and why it's been so easy for you. And there's there are some things in the category of completely outside of your control, like mm-hmm. luck. And then there are some things that I think people listening that get pregnant can use that are absolutely in their control. Yeah. So first, I think it's really important to address the luck piece that you just talked about because there's definitely going to be some people listening and definitely some of your friends who they just got dealt a bad hand. And meaning... They're nauseous in in the sense of puking constantly. I know your sister had a really hard every time. Every day, every she, single day. She was throwing up every single day. That's a really, really hard thing to deal with or having almost no energy or having, I know uh, 
Camille LeBlanc Bazinet right now is pregnant and she, based on her short torso, her uterus is pushing on her belly in a way that she's like losing sensation in certain pieces of her stomach, which is like, what a weird thing to have to go through. And everyone's going to be completely different. So there's definitely an aspect of complete luck. Mm -hmm. Um, I had definitely had some physical issues, which I'll talk about how I got through those. Um, But I also have a really long torso, which means that the baby has a lot of space to be there. It's not really pushing on my organs in a way that I can't breathe. It's definitely making it harder to eat. And I'm having some of like the heartburn and some of that type of stuff. But I think with a shorter torso, it makes it a lot harder. Your organs have less space to move. So I definitely want to address that. None of this is to say that anybody who's having a really hard time in pregnancy are not validated in that being really difficult and it being more difficult than what I had to go through. Mm -hmm. I don't want people to think that anything we're talking about here is saying that that's not okay and that you should suck it up and tough it out. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. We have friends that are that have like pristine health, mm-hmm. and they're actually they they their career is in health, and they they still have a terrible terrible time physically, and there's there's just this large portion of pregnancy that's outside of your control. Totally. And that being said, the things that we're about to talk about are still things that can make it easier. Doesn't mean it can completely relieve you of the challenge and the discomfort and. But it can help. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely can help. Um, and it can make things a little bit easier. It can help you just get through the days and maybe it it doesn't cause as much suffering because the pain is definitely or the discomfort might be not optional, but the suffering, like the mental suffering can be optional. Um, and we can choose to make the most out of the situation. And I think that's what we can talk about. Cool. So personal responsibility. So... There's these things in pregnancy, which was part of my expectation too, is that when something comes up, like I had around 20 weeks, I had some pretty significant pelvic pain that would reach like a four or a five out of 10, where I would be in bed rolling from my left side to my right side. And I would get these sharp, really sharp shooting pains in my pelvis that I knew just wasn't normal. And when you do a quick Google search, you find um, a pubic symphoid disorder, I think it's called. Um, and a lot of the, the people talking out there, they're like, oh, yeah, that's just normal. That just happens in pregnancy. Pregnancy, the baby's just pushing on your pelvis or your core is getting weaker. And, you know, that just happens. And I just kind of refuse to believe that I'm going to have to spend the next 20 weeks in this type of pain. And it's possible that maybe I would have, but I wasn't going to accept that fate without at least going through all of the potential options that can relieve me of some of that pain and pressure. So um, I actually I spoke to my midwife first and she was the first person, She, I think she said, um, she told me to stop doing my yin yoga in the morning and... <laughs> I didn't want to accept that. It didn't like totally make sense to me. I mean, that's not her expertise. Right, Right, exactly. So that's what I mean by, I think a lot of people in pregnancy, they have their doctor or they have their midwife and they expect that one person to have all of the solutions for them. And I don't think that is what taking personal responsibility for your health is. You're like, okay, my midwife tells me, you know, stop doing your yin yoga in the morning and your pelvic pain is going to get better. And then it doesn't, and it's like, okay, I've expended all my options. That type of attitude, I think, can 
have you suffering for a lot longer. Mm -hmm. So instead, um, what I decided to do was to find as many people as I possibly could that have expertise in pregnancy and the body. And I ended up finding a physical therapist that she totally saved the day. She gave me um, the uh, TA contraction exercises, which is your transverse abdominis muscles, which is the muscles that go side to side on your on your belly. And it really helps um, strengthen those muscles, which can take some pressure off of your pelvic floor. And she gave me some pelvic floor strengthening exercises and it relieved my pelvic pain almost completely where I'm, I was walking before and wincing when I would be walking. And now I can go for longer walks. I can work out. I can roll over in bed and not be wincing. And you did that while you were pregnant. I would think of it. I would have thought that, I don't know, strengthening something or progressing physically during pregnancy is like doing that at like a really old age. I would have thought like it's just not possible. Like there's no way the body is going to be making those types of adaptations, but you proved me wrong. Right. And I actually interviewed like four different physical therapists until I found the right person who suited me. Um, There was, you know, the people who go all the way from very um, whimsy type of like meditation and um, breathing. I wanted somebody who was either going to get their hands physically on me or give me like a very structured plan. Um, That's just my style. And so I found someone that resonated with me. It ended up working out really well and I can still do my yin yoga every single morning, which makes me feel amazing. Mm -hmm. So um, just an example of I think that in pregnancy, because it's such a new thing for most people, we don't have a ton of knowledge and education and what's happening to the body. And it's not that long of a period of time that it's really easy to just say, screw it. This is pregnancy. It's supposed to be uncomfortable. That's what society tells me. I'm just going to like suffer through it and tough it up, which I want to encourage people that that isn't necessarily true. And it's the same thing with even if you're experiencing a lot of nausea, there's different strategies to try this doesn't mean it's going to completely relieve you of the nausea every single day, but you know, eating smaller meals many times throughout the day, I know has really helped a lot of women go through nausea or um, certain types of crackers at certain times of day, waking up in the middle of the night and having food, different types of things that could potentially relieve you of those um, discomforts. And it's worth continuing to try because you know, it's like 10 months. It's a, it's a pretty long time to be that uncomfortable. Yeah. The easy way out is just to put all of your blind trust in one person and that's what many people do. Sometimes it works out perfectly and sometimes I think that leads to people being in pain that they don't necessarily need to be in or discomfort that they don't necessarily need to be in. The route that you've taken and the route that you take in many different areas of your health and fitness is very time consuming, very energy consuming. But at the end of the day, you have peace of mind and you get to have experiences like this. Exactly. Talk about your attitude. So in terms of attitude, you know, when you do something new and someone's like, oh, just wait until you do it. You'll see. You'll see. And I'm like, no, I just don't want pregnancy to be miserable for me. I want it to be this beautiful experience that, of course, is going to be challenging, but I don't want it to be miserable. So I had, we had been working on getting pregnant and starting a family for a year and a half before we actually did. And I spent a lot of time making a decision about what kind of person am I going to be when I'm pregnant? And I think it's even more so why I complain more when I'm 
going through a menstrual cycle than I am right now. There's definitely opportunities I want to complain. It's a great opportunity to get attention that you wouldn't normally get when you're not pregnant. And I love attention. Um, but I decided I didn't want to be the the type of person who complained all the time. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be the type of wife that stopped you from fully enjoying these last months of independence. Um, and I made those decisions ahead of time. Like I'm going to go into pregnancy and if those feelings come up, I'm going to talk to you about them and we're going to work through them, but it's not the kind of person I want to be. And I made that decision ahead of time. And I think it really helped me to come back to, oh, I decided before that this was the kind of person that I wanted to be. And it can bring me back to, I don't want to act the way this way right now in moments where I would get so frustrated or maybe I would be a little bit jealous that you can go and do whatever you want and I can't necessarily do that. Or I get into the gym and I have to hesitate before every single movement I do. Like that's a little bit frustrating, but I decided I'm not going to be the kind of person who complains. I'm going to just enjoy this as much as I possibly can, even though parts of it are challenging. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the, one important distinction here is that it is really powerful to decide how you want to be rather than how you don't want to be. So you decided beforehand, you had this, you created this vision of the way that you wanted to think about pregnancy and think about all of these different parts of your experience rather than just getting into it and feeling like, or just telling yourself, I don't want to complain so much. I don't want to complain so much because when we have, when we focus on the negative, we're really just reinforcing it uh, in our subconscious. And so by picking the way that you want to think and the attitude that you want to have, um, you've actually enabled yourself to achieve it. I'm curious, have, do you think you've your experience has been diminished at all by having this this sort of attitude? What do you mean diminished? Have you had, I don't know, a worse experience than other pregnant women that you've heard of? I don't think so at all. I think I've been able to just see the bright side in things and be more appreciative of what's going on. And I feel like I've just been able to have a much more positive experience because I know that I'm being the kind of person that, that I want to be and I'm not going to look back on this pregnancy and be like, it was terrible and I'm so glad that it's over. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be pregnant forever. <laughs> there are women that love pregnancy so much. They want to be pregnant forever or would have like 10 kids. I'm definitely not that kind of person. So if you think, oh, Adi's the kind of person, she just loves pregnancy. No, that's definitely not me. I'm pretty pumped to get him out of me. I'm pretty pumped to not be pregnant anymore. And knowing that I also don't want to spend 10 months being miserable. So I think it actually has helped me a lot in having a really good experience, even through the times where it would have been so easy for me to complain, so easy for me to just give in to the fact that parts of this suck. Mm -hmm. That's just the truth. So we've talked a, a good bit about exercise and nutrition in our last one, I believe, uh, but touch on this as well. So another thing too that I, I found worked really well for me, and I... I think it could really help other pregnant women. Of course, this is none of this is going to be uniform. None of this is universal. But there were so many days where I'm like, I'm tired. I'm uncomfortable. And I'm a little bit uncomfortable. I really don't want to work out. And I would go to the gym and work out anyways from 15 to 45 minutes. And it would immediately for the next two to four hours make me feel so much better. Like 
my body feels so much better. There's more blood flowing through everything. I feel better about myself. I have more energy. I feel not as tired. This just makes me feel so much better. Even though I had to like literally pull my teeth to get to the gym and to get my workout done. Literally um, pull my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Like it was just so hard to get a workout in, but I kept reminding myself that I feel so much better afterwards. And I think that that has helped me more now than it did pre-pregnancy. So working out or moving your body in any way, um, even if you can't do what you were used to doing or you just need to go for a walk or you just do something that, you know, works up a little bit of a sweat and gets you moving, it's been so helpful mm -hmm. for me. So, so helpful. Yeah. As an outsider looking in, I think you not being able to do the exercises and move your body the way that you're used to has been one of, if not the most shocking part of this whole thing. Mm -hmm. And it would be so easy and no one would fault you for feeling sorry for yourself and just like kind of checking out. You know, you're not, you're not getting fitter right now, so why even work out at all? Uh, no one would fault you for that, but you've really, again, taken complete responsibility. You have let go of the part that you can't control, which is, you know, your stomach just cones, your ab abdominals cone when you do certain things and mm -hmm. you know that's not a good sign. Um, you've let go of all of that and you've just continued to focus on the movements that you can do and it's really, really paid off for you. Yeah. So work out if you can, if you're pregnant and um, you don't feel like working out, just try it. And if it makes you feel better afterwards, then find a way to get it in every day. If it has to be first thing in the morning, if you have to take a break midday, like whatever it is, take multiple breaks in the day of doing 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, find a way because, uh, or at least try it out, even if you feel like super tired and it might make you feel awesome. Cool. And then about nutrition, uh, we decided that we weren't going to have sugar, like processed sugar throughout most of the pregnancy outside of special occasions, meaning like your birthday or my birthday or um, the gender reveal. Sometimes we're a little lax with like what a special occasion actually entails, but we've had sugar the least for, I think the longest we've gone without sugar since I've met you is like three months. I mean, I went a year, well, almost a year. Oh yeah, almost a year. You went almost a year, but for me it was like three months and it has really made my pregnancy so much better, I think. Anytime I would have sugar, it would make me feel sick. And also it would it would make me crave eating more unhealthy food. We're talking sugar, not necessarily fruit, not necessarily- Processed you know, sugar. Processed sugar, desserts, sweets, um, that type of thing. So uh, I think that was a really good decision for me as well. And then the last thing is just the relationship piece. I know that a lot of women through pregnancy have this- I guess you would call it like resentment that their partner, their like your life just isn't really getting changed all that much right now. <laughs> you can, you get to go hang out with your friends. You get to go be as physical as you want to be. You get to drink alcohol if you want to. You get to, like it's easier for you to stay up late and like do all those things. Your, your body doesn't look different. Um, you're just not dealing with nearly no, nothing, like almost nothing, <laughs> almost nothing. And I think it's really easy for um, women to feel resentful of their partners for that. And Otis is having a dream back here. <laughs> Okay. Um, it's really easy for them to be resentful. And I, part of the, like me making a decision ahead of time was I wanted to decide not to be that way with you. Mm -hmm. And that's, I've told you about that. And I think that 
we've been really, because of that, it's led to you being more supportive of me in pregnancy. Because I don't know, you can correct, you can speak to this, but I feel like you've been so grateful for that, that you don't take advantage of it because you don't have to beg for it or you don't have to, you know, you don't have to get, I don't get mad at you for you wanting to do things. So I think, yeah, I think it's like changed your attitude in our relationship throughout this whole thing. For sure. It has led to me just desiring to step up and take care of you more than ever before. And I think if there was a lot of complaining and making me wrong for things that I may may not have even done uh, or feeling resentful for me just because I, you know, nothing has changed that much. I think that could have, I don't know, gotten in the way or clouded me wanting to help you more. I'm sure I, w- I would still step up to a certain degree, but it's just given me this clear path to wanting to help. Yeah. So I guess the point here is it's definitely something worth talking to your partner about and not just keeping it inside. Uh, just talking about it, figuring out how you guys can work through it, how you guys can support it. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes ever is resentment is like drinking poison and hoping the other person is going to die. Mm-hmm. You're the one who's suffering. You're the one who's feeling it. And your partner actually, when you're feeling the resentment towards them, they have no idea mm-hmm. and they don't know and they're not feeling any pain because of it. Only you are. So um, I highly encourage anybody who's feeling that way to just talk to your partner about it. It doesn't mean you're wrong for feeling that way and it's totally valid and I'm not saying you shouldn't, but um, it's worth working through just to make this whole pregnancy a lot easier. Totally. And on on my side, there have been moments where um, I really didn't step up and I didn't, I wasn't being empathetic to the changes that were going on with you. And there was, there was part of me that, you know, you were you were kind of talking about some of the insecurities that you had early on and um, you know, you had less energy and all of these things. And part of me didn't believe it. It was either like didn't believe it or just was really disconnected from your feelings, like just being completely unempathetic. So I think it's so important for the partner of the pregnant person to try your best to put yourself in their shoes. And when they say something hurts or they're having an insecurity, make space for that. Make time to listen and support. And even if you don't know how to support and show up yet, ask them how you can do so or just try different things until something works. Um, the worst thing I think you can do is just not try at all. Yeah. I We have a friend who is pregnant and they're going through something like this where they have so little energy they can't do their work and their work is like so... Uh, purpose-driven and it's so important to them and their partner is able to continue doing their work and chase their dreams and do and she's feeling a little bit of discomfort around that and she said the best thing ever was just the acknowledgement from her partner that Mm -hmm. hey this is really tough for you and I'm like so grateful that you're doing this and just not even trying to fix it not even asking how you can support but just being like this is really tough and I'm super proud of you for taking the space to take care of yourself or whatever it is like the the just the acknowledgement of this is hard because the whole thing that you just said about I didn't want to believe that it was that hard when you're feeling it and you're like dude it is really hard and you don't feel like you're getting validated for, by that from your partner um that makes everything much much more difficult so if you're the partner you literally could just say 
man, what you're going through is really, really tough Mm -hmm. and just acknowledge it and validate it. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. I hope that was helpful. Uh, Like Adi said, we're 36 weeks pregnant. By the time this comes out, we will probably have a little boy. And hopefully the three episodes that we've done help someone listening. Mm -hmm. If you ever have any questions, you know, there are definitely parts of our experience that we haven't shared. For instance, we're doing a home birth and that's just not something that we've talked a whole lot about, but we're totally open to discussing that with anyone that's interested. Mm -hmm. And you can just reach out to us on social media. And maybe we'll do an episode after talking about labor and delivery, how it went, what we did, um, all that type of thing. Love it. All right, y'all. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us. Stay in touch by signing up for our newsletter at workingagainstgravity.com or on Instagram at workingagainstgravity. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, leave us a five-star review and refer a friend. We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you then.